Yo, what is going on everybody? It's your boy Marshall live and I am live. We are back with another episode of the Marshall Gillen Show. And the number one purpose of this show, Gillen Gang, is to help empower you, inspire you, motivate you, and connect you to the ideas, give you the permission, create and hold the space for you to become the best possible you that you can. Listen, it wasn't that long ago. I'm 37 right now. I guess it was about eight years ago, but it wasn't that long ago when I was just some five-time college dropout. Uh, you know, I was addicted to drugs. I was abusing alcohol all the time. I had zero direction in my life, and I had no direction because I was limited in what I believed was possible for me to achieve. So this video is for anybody who wants to become more, do more, and have more. And today we are joined by not only a very special guest, but a very, very good friend of mine, author of Inhale Abundance, Exhale Bullshit, an amazing woman, Miss Denise. Bring, bring Denise on and we're going to have a little conversation. Haven't had an opportunity to talk to her in a while. Hey, you. Hi. Hey, it worked up. I'm so glad that you're here. It worked. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I was, uh, for the audience and the listeners, I was going back and forth with Denise. We were going to try to record this on Zoom, uh, like a pre-recorded thing. I haven't used Zoom, Denise, in like literally like a year. So I don't okay. know if like a setting or something has changed on there, but the universe wanted us to go live today. So thank you for being here with us. Absolutely. Where are you joining us from? I'm joining you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minneapolis, Minnesota. What's the weather like back there? Well, we have storms today, but okay. we are getting warmer. We yeah. had just such a terrible, terrible winter. One of the coldest winters in the world. And our spring hasn't been so favorable, but it's turning around. Hopefully That's, these storms will pass and bring us some nice weather. It's been the same here in Montana. Like it, it was like, it'd be like 60, 65 degrees for a couple days in a row. And it's like shorts and all the windows down. And now I'm like all bundled up because it's like 35 degrees again. And it's, um, and again, I know this is like, yeah, we're talking about the weather. But what I love to point out for people is all the ways that you can start to become aware of the things in your life, whether it's weather, whether it's how you act. And when you start to look at your life as a series of seasons, like now we start to understand and sometimes give ourselves a lot of permission to be able to experience the storms in our life. And that's literally one of the things, Denise, that like, you specialize in is helping people navigate the storms that come up inside of them. You know, when we're all sitting inside, kind of looking out the window, hoping for the sun to come out, it's like you have found ways to make the sun come out in your life, in your business, as a parent, as a woman leading your community and a tribe. And so it really is a true honor to have you here today. Uh, it's been a long time yeah. since we've had a chance to talk. So thank you very much. Uh, first, I got to start off and ask you, uh, How's the book going? Like you just released a new book about a year ago. So how is it into this first year? Because we have a lot of listeners and viewers that are curious about how that, how that whole thing works. So I have a ton of questions to ask you today. But first and foremost, I want to know what has been like, what has, been, what has the last year of your life been like now that you've fully committed to this author, speaker, coach role that you have in, you know, besides just being a real estate investor? It has been actually life-changing for me. It is incredible. Ever since I, you know, first met you back at the end of 2018, you know, that's all I needed was that little push for someone to um, just tell me I was thinking small. And it changed the whole trajectory of my life, 
of my business, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, everything. And it really, it really put me in a direction that had me thinking, where is it that I'm playing small? And sometimes we don't know because we're so stuck in our own shit mm. that we have no idea that the world is so big, so large, and the opportunities out there. Yeah. And only 3% of people are playing to their highest potential. Mm. And I am so blessed and honored to say that that was just a pivotal moment in my yeah. life. Yeah. Allow me to play bigger to play that bigger game, to play to my highest potential, to never hold back. And if it ain't a hell yes that I'm feeling, it hell ain't yeah. happening. Hell yeah. Now this is what's so important I wanna highlight for a lot of the listeners and viewers who may not be familiar with you uh, yet, who come from my side, is you weren't like just kind of bebopping and hanging out in life. Like you have been dominating life. You're a real estate investor. You've been doing that at a high level for a long time, making money, living in, living this life that you've created, going through the storms, the ups and the downs. But sometimes it's even like our, our one of our, uh, somebody that we relate to, right? Uh, Tony Robbins is like, uh, financial success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. And not to say that you weren't fulfilled, but what I am saying is that even you felt for a while, I know through our conversations that you were meant to do something even bigger. And so it's like, what can you say to any of the listeners, but especially the women out there or the mothers or, you know, the people that are trying to build a business who think that in the end goal, having the money is what's going to make them happy. But what you've proven over this whole new re re redefinition of yourself is that there's so much more about giving and experiencing. And so what has that been like specifically compared to just running a successful business? Uh, I'm so glad you asked that yeah. because Marshall, I literally, I kid you not, probably about 10 minutes ago, made a post on my personal page in regard to Mother's Day yesterday. Mm. I appreciated all the cards, the wonderful wishes, the texts, the phone calls and everything. But the one thing that really was just so profoundly felt and I get goosebumps telling, mm -hmm. you know, just feeling it, seeing it and sharing it with people was that my daughter couldn't be home with me. Mm. She decided to spend some extra time. College had ended about a week and a half ago. Um, spend some extra time there. And she's going to be driving home. But she sent me this wonderful, wonderful card. And you are my hero. The she hero. Okay. And it was just a wonderful message inside that basically had said that I was this, well, I'll just read it to you. Yeah, let's play it. Yeah, if you I'll just mind, read I'd it love, to you. I'd love to it's it. such a beautiful card. And it just said, happy Mother's Day to the hottest, baddest, and bougiest mom in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm sad that I'm not with you, but can't wait to squeeze you when I get home. Oh. So never forget that you are that bitch in a fantastic jeans hit paste and copy and made me that bitch too. And for that, you rock. I love that's, you. That's awesome. That's and so, so that is the transformation that happened within the time period where I just said, no more thinking small. This is go big, go bigger. You are all in game on right. playing big. Yeah. And from that moment on, it is the energy and vibration that I have felt resonate inside me to share with the world, to be able to have people feel like this, to yeah. be able that I contribute in that way. And from a heart centered place, I always say do the mm. hard work, not the hard work. Let's and for go. that matter in itself, 
was my measure of success. It's not the financial piece. It's not the big car, the dream, the vacations, the, you know, in every single business being, you know, a seven figure and beyond earner. It has nothing to do with that. That was the true definition of success that I never gave myself credit for. Let's Raising go. two children as a single mom completely broke AF. And to know that all you need is love. Mm. And it starts from right here. I needed yeah. to love myself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I can't even tell you like how much I resonate with that, Denise. Uh, I, there's so many things I want to spawn on from that. And we're going to get into a lot of this. Uh, over the last two years of my life, I've really had to take a step back. Like I crashed and burned because I always had the success of relationships. But when you're growing up broke and poor and feeling unworthy, you know, somewhere in my mind, I was like, well, if I go out and make all the money and I'm with all these high level people, then I'll feel like I'll feel fulfilled. Yeah. And yeah. And it was in 2019. Finally, like I crashed and burned in 2020. It just all came apart. Mm -hmm. And so God's had this amazing. So that's like, I resonate with what you're saying. Now, this is what I want to expand on. And this is something I was just talking about the other day with my girlfriend. I've been in a relationship now for almost 11 months. I've become a step parent essentially for the last 10 months. And I've fallen so in love with these little boys. Like I don't, I, I may not be their biological dad, but like, I, I, I can't even, being a parent is the greatest joy of my life. So we're watching freaking some show the other night and the kids are leaving home. And it dawned on me, right? The first time I'm like, Oh my God, our boys are going to leave home. Like I've waited my whole life for this family thing and the boys are going to eventually grow up and leave. Now it's interesting because when you and I met, this is something that you were just getting ready to go through with your daughter. Mm -hmm. And I, I couldn't relate to you at the time. Like I didn't understand, you know, but now to sit here and listen to you say that, to be able to get a card like that. And I know any parent that's listening to this right now can relate like it's everything to be able to truly know that you're leading your kids and impacting, leading from the front and creating and holding that space for them to become you know, the even better version of us. And right. so it's like, what a, what a crazy thing to hear you say that. So tell me a little bit about that transition. How much did being a parent play into the moment that you decided to start playing bigger? I mean, was that a key role in it? Did you want to did you want to set a better example? Did you want to change an example? Was there a context you wanted to give to your kids? Or how much of that did that play into it in this new transition of going like, okay, I'm one kid's moving out. What's this next evolution? Yeah, there's so many dynamics to that. And I'm glad you asked because you know, taking a look at, you know, my my background, I have a psychology degree. I have a fifth year education, um, early childhood and family education degree. I'm licensed in parent educating. Um, I went to Adler Glasgow for life coaching. You know, it just, it goes on and on and on. And I found myself in this cyclical cycle of every seven years, not being fulfilled and trying to, you know, chase wow. after, you know, the shiny object syndrome yes. of what is gonna fulfill me. And what I realized is that my personality wasn't permanent, but I did have a specific language that I had spoke within myself that had resonated with a lot of, you know, my, my knowledge and my experience of what I had went through. And I knew that it had, you know, many people would say, ah, don't worry about that. You know, being a single mom, we're going to fuck them up one way or another. Yeah, right. 100%. Thinking, right. That's the story. Right. right. And I'm like, no, I'm not buying into that. You know, yeah. it's like, 
okay, we have a lot of limited beliefs out there. And we have a lot of our external environment that wants to dictate what our internal environment is. And I wasn't having it. I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not having it. Not as a single mom, not as mm. having two children that are right on track. And it's not that I wanted to motivate my children to be these certain people, but I wanted to inspire them yeah. and guide them with the love that they needed. And I said, you know what? It's out of my hands. I'm just going to do the best that I can because there is not one particular manual that comes with, you know, parenting. And you take the nuggets that you want and you use them to the best of your ability. And, you know, on a faith and a prayer, you hope that they pick up on it. And they're probably not going to listen to everything, but they're going to watch you. 100%. They're going to watch you. And so I just made sure that there was, you know, a certain amount of value, integrity, and, you know, skill sets yeah. that were imperative that Absolutely. I kept within my boundaries that I would like them to pick up and hopefully that they would because I practiced them. Yes. Yeah. By osmosis. By osmosis. Yeah. And then when I took my daughter to college, I, I really thought, Marshall, I really thought they cut the umbilical cord at the hospital when she was born. I found out they didn't. I had to do it myself when I dropped her off. And that was brutal. Oh, I can't brutal. Even imagine. I can't imagine. And Terrible. it wasn't like it was, you know, she was going to school here in Minneapolis and just, you know, had a 20 minute or an hour drive home. Not at all. Right. I mean, she went all the way out to South Carolina. And it was an opportunity to say, hey, Denise, guess what? You stuck with your morals, your values, integrity. You acted in the best way that you knew how, maybe not always the right way or whatever. <laughs> you right at this point need to forgive yourself and watch to see if those wings spread themselves. And you know, let me tell you, she is just thriving. And I, I've always spoke the language that I hope that she would pick up, pick up and also given her the experiences that she could also learn, mm. grow and expand herself with. And Marsha, let me tell you, you would be blown away in oh. a year and a half of what she's wow. done, what she's become and where she's going. So I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. I couldn't be happier. I, I mean, judging by the, what the last year and a half has looked like for you, I can mm -hmm. only imagine. And it's interesting because I know a lot of the parents will probably agree with us that are listening or watching. And by the way, if you guys are coming back and watching and listening to this and replay, you know what to do. Make sure you guys are subscribed. I'm pretty sporadic with my content. It's kind of like a hit and go, how do I feel today thing? Just trying to share value as I can. So make sure you turn on notifications. But Denise, the thing that, that like talking about that and seeing your trajectory in the last year and a half, and I know that a lot of parents would agree with the statement I'm about to make, it's that our kids are literally a direct reflection of, our, of us. If, if my kids are doing something in the home that, that I, that like, that would agitate me or that would like somehow be like, you know, you, you'd want to reprimand them. The first thing I've learned to do as a parent is take a step back and go, okay, where in my life am I exhibiting that behavior? Because they, it's a learned behavior. Like kids are a reflection of us. And so as a new parent, but as a parent, it's like, I've quickly been able to you know, pick up on these things. It's like, okay, cool. First, I'm going to do me, which means like, I got to lead by example. I'm never going to ask the kids to do anything I wouldn't do. So like when I ask them to scrub the floor, that's because I'm going to do it first. And so I think a lot of parents, like, you know, they want to, oh, my kids are on their phone too much, or they do this or that, that. And it's like, yeah, well, what, what are you as the parent doing? And mm -hmm. if we really want to create a better future as parents, what we would do is create a better version of ourselves, not for ourselves, but for our kids. 
And a few mm-hmm. months ago, I was bartending again because I, I didn't know what else to do with my life. And I finally got to this point when I'm looking around Montana and all of these dads who are either left their families or are alcoholics or gambling or whatever, which I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying like, I took, a, I think of my boys whose father OD'd, who died a few years ago from drugs and alcohol. And I'm like, there's no, there's no males around here setting a context for what is possible for, for men. And so for me, that's what kicked me back into gear is to be able to be that reflection for our kids. And now just like your, just like your, yours, right? Our kids are thriving. People have known them forever. Like, These are the best the kids have ever been doing. It's like, yeah, because us as parents and definitely a two-parent home, which makes a difference, but that's a whole nother story. So what I want to uh, highlight from this parent thing is that you and I have been going on and on. We have, you know, connected and collaborated together over the last year and a half. But how we originally met is a cool story. And it's like, uh, where were we? Isla Mujeres, right? Was it in Cancun? Uh, yes, we were in um, Playa del Carmen. Playa del Carmen, that's right. It was in Playa. And uh, it was part of a seven-day mastermind retreat for real estate investing. You had flown out there to be able to connect to the right people in the right room and the right information to be able to have the opportunities. I was lucky enough that I have a dumb enough life that I was able to MC that event. And so it's like, uh, we're, we're literally standing. We took a trip for the listeners. We got, we all got here. There's hundred, 200 people there, 300 people. Uh, and on the Tuesday of the event, we all got on a bunch of catamarans and we sailed across the, the little, uh, whatever bay there to an Island called Isla Mujeres. And, uh, here I am standing in the water waist deep with one of those like freaking hammocks that are just kind of barely <laughs> crystal clear water the most gorgeous day you've ever seen and uh up comes denise and it's like hey i'm denise hey i'm marshall and so tell the listeners a little bit about like what were you doing at that event why are going to events like that so important and uh what is it that you found that day that kind of started this whole thing not not necessarily from me but from the from mm-hmm. the everything that of being at that event when you're like dude i i want to do x y and z yeah, I talk about I, I talk about that a little bit in my book. So it was really interesting because at that moment, as I was meeting people through the investment conferences, obviously networking and collaborating is such a huge aspect of your business. And you know, if you're not going to do anything, do that, yeah. right? If you're not going to do anything in your business, do that. Just having conversations and meeting people. And at that point in time, we had so many activities and and meetings and great, you know, speakers that it was just drinking from a fire hose. You know, you were almost like so overwhelmed with sorting out the information. And at that moment, I had so many people ask me when we did go on little adventures or have our meetings by the pool or whatever we were doing, you know, when are you going to get up and speak? And I was just like, well, I'm not here for that. I'm, you know, yeah, an investor. Yeah. they're like, oh, well, we thought you were a coach. And so then I had to backtrack and say, well, I am a coach, but I'm not here for that. I, I joined as a participant for the investment conference. And at that moment, you know, I talk about it in my book too. When you hear things twice or three times, you better act on it. Heck the yeah. first, take note. Second, there's a message and three, you better take action. Right. And that was a clear indication at that point, Mm. three times I was told about speaking, coaching and mentoring and really expanding my own life. Right. And then at that point, that's when I got in a conversation with a couple other people that had been speakers and looked at me and said, girl, you are playing way too small. And I'm thinking, 
what me oh, yeah. a pea-sized brain you have no idea how ambition i am and how determined right. i am how could i be thinking small and you know at that moment i went back that whole flight home i'm like i don't know what you think small looks like but i will not have a pea-sized brain because there's something more yes in me yes. and there is a drive and there's a passion and oh, i wow. had to reflect back within I had to do that heart work to go yeah, out then and say, 100%. what is keep coming up? Where is it? And you know, Marshall it came down to serving others. Yeah. God gave me a gift to serve and to help. And boy, I was like, don't overlook that. That mm -hmm. is something that you will never, ever take advantage of. Because when you overlook it, yes. he's going to also overlook the things that you have requested. Uh, I mean, I literally, I, I there's a, something I want to expand on about that moment about coaching and speaking. But before I do, I'm glad that you said what you just said, because I 100% I, I agree. I made it all about me in the like when I built my business the first five years. And I didn't mean to do that. It wasn't on purpose. It was like, I started off with your message, your message. I don't want people to kill themselves anymore. And as I started to make more money from that, it's like, oh, well, why go for the gold rush when you can sell the ax? And so I got lost in that part where I could make money because then for the first time in my life, I felt significant. And it wasn't like I was trying to make it for myself, but because of my wealth blueprint, which was not good mm -hmm. growing up, it was always like scarcity. Okay, got, a more, got more money, more, 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 until you realize that, you know, the whole thing is about relationships and love. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like mm -hmm. to take a step back, it's like I, what I want to say for the listeners, and I want to create as much value for the people like real tangible value for them here in a second because I, I need I, I know that you're gonna be perfect for this but before we do I just gotta highlight highlight this if it's on your heart or in your mind if it's on your mind or in your heart then it's for you God put that there for a reason like it's true and then the other thing is Denise and I know that this is specifically one of the things that you coach on what the book is about but people limit themselves to what's possible because they don't believe that they deserve it. And all I'm here to say that if God puts it in your heart, then it's for you. So if you have these big dreams, that, then one, you do deserve it, but God wants you to have abundance. When I started looking at it like God's money is abundant to me, God's love is abundant to me, like when it didn't belong to me anymore and I was able to put my faith just in God or the universe or a higher power in general mm -hmm. first, mm -hmm. everything started to come up from love. And you're mm -hmm. right, dude, like that, 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 that desire to serve has changed my life. But um, enough of that. What I wanted to talk about is in that moment, okay, so you and I meet at the beach or the other people come up to you and they're saying, oh, I thought you were a speaker if you hear it three times. How would you respond to that now today compared to how you did then? And why I'm asking you that is for any of the coaches, speakers, anybody listening, I want to do a little lesson here on how important it is to position yourself with like an elevator pitch or something. So looking back now, do you, do you pitch yourself a little bit or represent yourself different now? Do you own it? Because back here you're going, oh, I'm not really here for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do coach, but I'm a participant. How would you respond to it now if somebody came up to you at an event and they're like, oh, you're not speaking at this event? Oh, I would ask them, when's my time slot? When will I be on? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because what we don't know is that we only limit ourselves from what we don't know or what we are living in of scarcity and limited limiting beliefs, um, blocks 
whether it be time, money, um, our beliefs become our habits, you know, and those need to be changed. We need a paradigm shift in order to create uh, new sustainable habits. And it's also looking back at where those beliefs stem from. And what I use is a three-step method called the VIP method. Verify, implement, and protect that. Mm. You know, you got to verify. Is that truth? Is it worthy? Can you control it? You know, is it fact and law? Implement what you do want and protect it with your boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and I'm not the same person that I was back in 2018 when they were telling me I was thinking small because I took it upon myself to continue. Learning will always be part of my vocabulary. Yeah. And, you know, when I, when I learn... I definitely grow and then I yeah. expand, right? And so I'm at a different level of expansion. And yeah. when you keep leveling up to expand to your highest potential, so does your sphere of influences, so does your ideas, so does your creativity, so does your wealth, so does your relationship, yes. and so does yes. your love. Yes. Yes. And so I can't even compare myself two years ago because like you were saying with my daughter, we don't give ourselves credit and look at the fact like oh, they're modeling us or you created that person. Boy, that didn't even come into my radar. Right. When I saw her accomplishing this stuff, so I'm like, wow, she really works hard. Wow, she really finds this stuff. And then I just looked at her and I was like, where do you come up with this? And yeah. she's like, mom, you've given me all the tools in life to be able to do this. I just acted on it. Right. And so when you just said your life has went like this, so did hers. Right. Right. And so I am not the same person that I was two yeah. years ago, and I'm not going to be the same person I was yesterday. Personality yes. isn't permanent. No. no. Our future self, to be able to create that vision of what we want, anything's possible. You got to feel everything we do is for feeling. A hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Um, love grows. And what changed in my life was I finally was able to love myself. Like, and, absolutely. And, and I think that's the biggest thing, right? Like, yes. just like, just like with these kids, like I, I wanted to love them, but as time has gone on, like I just love them more and more. And so as a parent, you can relate to that. But let me ask you about that, Denise, because you said in the very beginning of this interview about loving yourself. And I, I'm sure you agree that love grows. So can you just tell the listeners or the viewers a little bit, like, how did you finally get to that place where you were ready to love yourself unconditionally, where it just, boom, everything is now just you know, become this thing? Like, was it something you did? Was it a series of new habits? Was it coaching? Like, what was that breaking point where Denise's love for herself was finally full and abundant and accepting? You know, it was actually, it's real specific for me. I was yeah. in a conversation that the energy was dropping low and I felt exhausted. I walked away and my knees and legs were weak. And I'm thinking that person doesn't warrant that energy. And wow. what the hell am I doing allowing myself to give my power away and what does that look like yeah. and it all starts and begins with me everything we do everything we do starts and begins and ends with us something's not working in your business look within yeah. if something's not working in your relationship work within you've got to be able to take that criticism to know that if it happened to you it's because of something you know we're not looking for the blame on other people we don't, we don't make excuses. We don't take blame. We don't use denial and we don't justify and That's we cool. don't, you know, criticize or judge other people because when you're judging, you have something internally that's not complete in yourself that you need to make that up for. And that's I cool. just, you know, I said, never again will I be weak at the knees. 
never again. I will recognize those moments where I feel like it has broken me down or I've given my energy away. That's got to stop. And I'm yes. going to start noticing those triggers to be able to claim my power and to work with it, yes. where it's coming from, peel the onion, go deeper and say, why is this a trigger? Yeah. 100%. What is it from the past that has brought this up to feel like this has to make me not feel good and okay. Right. And it's all about self-love going, you know what? You are enough. You are worthy. You are capable of this. You do not have to work harder than the other yes. person. You just have to love yourself and it will come. And you know what it boils down to? Most of us, we are lacking that support from abandonment. And the significance and the safety and the belongingness that we bring to ourselves just by being content and just feeling nothing to be able to start to feel again yes. gives us so much respect yes. that we can give to other people. Oh, gosh. Preach, girl. For, <laughs> um, I, I don't, I'm never like on this journey to preach sobriety. Like everybody has different things in their life that they need to deal with. For me, I found that drinking alcohol was the unhealthy coping mechanism that would lead me to using drugs. Never because I was like, oh my God, I got to use, but because the pressure in my life had become so great, the noise and the chaos would become so much. And because I'd never understood or made a habit or even knew how to stop and be and ground, I mean, it eventually just turned into like these unhealthy coping mechanisms. So for me, getting sober allowed me to have to sit in the pain, which I, I'm not telling everybody to move to the mountains in Montana. Like I literally moved to a cabin where there was like no internet signal for like a year and I like was stuck here, you know, mm -hmm. but to sit and let those feelings process right, and, and filter out. And so what I want to ask right. you is what I realized is most of that stemmed from childhood trauma and like a hundred percent adults almost have like some sort of childhood trauma that is reinforcing the person that they are right now, which usually is limiting them in some capacity. And it wasn't until I was able to get still and find those feelings inside of me. Now my life is completely different and everything is just so fast. And it's because whenever I'm uncertain about something, I, I it's like there's a clean slate. Now I just go and I sit and I get quiet and I feel those feelings. And I think that that's what so many people are missing about the human experience in general is that there's nothing more to it than we get the opportunity to feel. Like we, we get to feel. And so tell me about that. How, what does that look like for how... Was it a moment? Is it, a, is it something that people can do? Like, this is what your book, this is what your whole brand is, is really helping people create. But what I really want to get to is that feeling. What does it mean? Like, people are still chasing things, but mm -hmm. you know they're actually chasing the feeling. So can you elaborate mm -hmm. a little bit on kind of what I was just going through, what your clients go through, and what you know about grounding, getting still, finding those emotions, and then being able to hear them or interpret them? Right. Well, this took me, this was a great learning experience for me because we are notoriously marinating in our own resistance. True. We are so marinating in our own resistance. And so that's what part of my book is, is I help people debunk the barriers, bullshits and beliefs. So you can actually feel again and to feel fulfilled, to mm. feel love, to have that time, freedom, financial wealth, and money that you desire. Because it's not from a standpoint of feeling, you know, greedy or guilty or shame. When we sit in that, we do ourselves a, oh. a, just a disservice. It's actually to become, you know, humanized again. 
for the mere fact that with all of our trauma or our childhood wounds and issues, we weren't able to feel and process them all the way through. And it's to learn how to do that over again, because especially women, I'm going to speak for myself. I was notorious about being the nurturer, being the giver, making sure that everything was organized, being the CEO, being the, the executive of everything. Right. And we basically put our feelings aside. And we step aside and put ourselves for other people because we've got to control that. And, and, and then basically what we do is we just beat ourselves up. afterwards. We constantly beat ourselves up. And then, so what do you think is left? There's nothing left. And what's, what's the feeling in nothing? It's empty, right? There's no feeling there. And And I think the hardest thing for me to do was really I kind of, it was, it's kind of a joke. I always said, people say, oh, you just have to self-love yourself. You have to self This was years ago. And yeah. I go, what do you mean? I get up and I brush my teeth. I take a shower, right. you know, I'm clean. I wash my clothes and, you know, it's like, no, self-love yourself. What does that mean? What does that look like? It's different for everyone, but the core root is the same. It is the same. It is to be able to feel, to feel your way through the emotions. And for me, I think the biggest turning point on that was learning how, learning how to be still with myself. Yes. And one of my mottos in my book is stop waiting for the light at the end of the tunnel and light that bitch yourself. Let's go. And to re- I know, right? And to realize that in that dark part of that tunnel is where the movement and the magic happens. Because Amen. when you're so damn uncomfortable is when that light starts shining brighter and brighter. But we're too busy waiting to go into the tunnel because we have every excuse, we have every block. We're like, don't have time, don't have money, don't have everything. And it's just like, you're holding yourself back from what, you know, the pain and the guilt and the shame that you've been living forever could be gone when you only live in the uncomfortable for maybe a couple days to a week and could have it so much better, right? 100%. And I think it was being still with myself. So I made a little candle with a motto on it. I made my own little wax candles with some scents in it, put a wick in there. I sat that damn candle down and I said, that's the message you preach. That's the message you're gonna feel. I lit that flame and I did nothing but watch the flame. I could told myself you couldn't think about anything. You can't think about what's going on or the past or what you have to do. You have to stare at that flame. You know, tell me what shape it is, what way it's moving, what color it is. Just stare at that flame. And that wasn't an easy feat, Marshall, because I didn't know how to calm myself. Right. So, so was your, I'm sure it was your attention fleeting. And when it was, how often did you have to refocus? Was it like every 30 seconds at first? Like just for the, like, I, I know this, I know this. But like, tell the listener a little bit. So you're looking at the flame. You, what you're really telling people is this is how you kind of started meditating. Like this was your form of meditation. You're staring at the flame. Your mind wanders. What does Denise do next? I, I, I had to look at that flame and say, think of nothing. Right. Think of so you, nothing. Right. Think of nothing. Nothing. So you could calm that brain. And it was hard. I had to get up and go, okay, this is bullshit. And then I looked at myself and I'm like, no, you're bullshit, Denise. Sit your ass back down and calm your mind and think of nothing. Okay. I even I even had to continue it to make it even harder and more challenging through for myself through journaling. And I right. couldn't journal because I'm like, what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? I can't sit here that long to write. And I had to progressively increase my time. 
Okay. So you're and, telling me, okay, go ahead. And as I increased that time, I had to realize what I was avoiding. And it was hard for me to sit there, watch the candle or write Ooh. because I was avoiding the feeling. And when you have to get calm with yourself, oh, when you have to get calm with yourself, you have to start feeling. That's you have cool. to find out who the hell you are. Yep. And, and when you get real, me. you heal. Girl, like, I mean, man, yeah, the, the light comes from, you'll, you only get to the light by going through the darkness. That is a fact. Like what you just said, literally sent chills all the way down my body, all the way up and through, because, because you're, you're right. And I know a lot of listeners are saying that a lot of people who are listening or watching this, who might, they may not understand, they're thinking like, okay, so all, all I got to do is like this thing. And it's like- I got to do self-love myself, right? right. It's so easy. But, but, but like this is, the things that are simple to do are also simple not to do. And so it's like, that's why the life is like some big kind of like almost cosmic joke because in our quest to be in full control, we fuck it all up. But the reality of it is, is that we're in such control that if we just let it all go, <laughs> we would see that the universe and God really is aspiring for us. It, it can, are, are conspiring for us. My dog. Um, That's okay. Uh, it's actually conspiring for us. Like it, it, God wants us to have everything that we've dreamed of. And so it's, it's one of those things that when you first, okay, Naomi, hush girl. I think my girlfriend, <laughs> just, I think my girlfriend just walked in the door. Hey, beauty of being able to work from home though. But I think it's like when, when we realize that like everything that is here, God wants for us. And if there, I'm not here to preach religion or the, theology because I don't, I'm not, I'm not any of those things. But like if the devil were, a, were somebody in your head that was really just causing you strife and mischief to keep tinkering and have to squeeze it so tight that you squeeze it to death, like that's what we're talking about. And it's an insanely seemingly difficult lesson to learn and to be able to embody but once you are able to calm and be still because uh, denise i'm sure that you would agree like i not that long ago was one of those people like oh i can never sit still oh i got to always be doing something and like that was like my badge of honor but really it was the pool i was drowning myself in constantly and so i know that you got a lot of things to do and i appreciate you for all your time but before we do end i just want to ask like can you hold the book up first and foremost yeah, because it sounds like you have a lot of tools and a lot of things that can actually help people deal uh, with what we're talking about, because it sounds very abstract when we're just using words. But when you can go to a page and you can read about a story and you can implement these things, now you can actually start to take the next step. So where can people actually get your book? It's on Amazon. It became a number one bestseller. It was Woo! so fun. Yeah. Oh. So it's actually, you know, I just want to tell people, you know what, I know we're striving in our business and everyone wants to be that six figure, seven figure billionaire, whatever. But if you really just take this one simple concept, we don't have a business problem at all. We have a human problem, Amen. right? And our abundance, like Marshall, you were just talking about, it doesn't matter if you believe in God or the universe or higher power, or what it is, our abundance is all around us. And that's why the title is Inhale Abundance, because it's all around us. We are the ones pushing it away. And let me give you a big example. And one of the reasons is, is because if you went into a grocery store and we're looking at some produce, like grapes, strawberries, fruit, lettuce, salad, and it was kind of a couple days old, turning brown, rotten or whatever, you wouldn't pick that, would you? No way. You would go pick a fresh batch. Same thing with you. 
why wouldn't you pick the fresh batch? Let's go. Right? Let's go. So therefore, I wrote this book in a conversation manner. It is not your typical book where it says tool one, this, 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 and this. This is just, I always believe it's a heart to heart conversation. Yeah. It's a conversation that matters Yeah. to but do the I hard work. I th and so for our, for the listeners who you know know me and my brand, you guys know that I train speakers. But one of the reasons, Denise, that everybody's always looked at you like such a natural leader and speaker is because of the way that you teach and lead and train, which is mostly through storytelling, through relatability, through literal conversation. And that's one of the things that you know was the biggest deterrent for me. You know, a few years ago when I wanted to get out of the speaking industry, is you go to these events, and there's so many of these polished speakers that. Um, they're say, they sound so good, but there's something that you can feel about it. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel, you know, and not, not many people can see it. Maybe if you're an energy worker or like kind of a light worker, something's like it, something feels off and you yeah. don't really know what it is. Right. And so for me, it was like, I, I felt so out of place in this world. Like, how am I ever going to be this when I'm not polished like that? But what men and women who are like me and who are like you are finding is that when you authentically align with your voice, and that purpose that God has put you here for, you are the higher purpose, or maybe you believe it's a video game, like whatever. But what I'm saying is there's something that your character is here to do specifically. Mm -hmm. And Denise, you have not only started to master that for yourself, but you've now been able to lead from the front. You've been able to write books, speak on stages, consult, your real estate investing business is expanding. Your, kid, or your kids are seeing you know, all the things go up. And it's like all this abundance, literally from the, what your title says, inhaling the abundance, exhaling the bullshit, which is just literally an energy exchange, which is all you've been doing is exchanging the bullshit energy for the amazing energy and the results are proof is in the pudding, as they say, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things I tell you, you know, Marsha, you talk about speaking and you talk about, you know, uh, different people coming up and having their story, but you know that there's that, you know, that not inside going, ooh, there's something stopping something. them or whatever it is. And that's what I love. I'm authentically who I am. You want me to speak? I'm not going to write a speech. It's coming right. from my heart. I'll get Same. up there. It's not dictated. There's not a certain outline. There isn't anything. I'm going to get up there. I'm going to speak from my heart because yeah. I'm going to tell you the best value, you know, I'm going to drop some value bombs, right? Yes. And yes. pick them up when you can and get on my bus. If not, see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Because I'm a yeah. no bullshit coach and I'm spontaneous and that's who I am. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I love that you just said that. I, um, I'm in Toastmasters here at the, here in Montana. There's like these two Toastmasters clubs and I do it because I love the network. I work from home. Like I just, I dig it. But when I go, when I get up get up to give my speeches, you know, I drive them all like the like the older leaders, like I drive them nuts because I don't have like this prepared speech or any of these things. Like I never really know what to tell them my title is, because that day when I go into the room, that'd be a Thursday night or a Wednesday day or a Tuesday day, and this is for any speakers listening right now or anybody trying to create influence. You got to understand where is your audience at at the time of when you're speaking and how can you relate to them and denise that's one of the things that you've mastered it's why you're so good when you go to masterminds or events or networking it's because you understand how to read the person and be of service and i think too many people in business or that want to make a big impact overlook that aspect of it it's p to p right h to h it's human to human people to people like real conversations through storytelling relatability uh seems to be the key it seems to be working for a lot of people so
Well, I never want to miss out on an opportunity when I'm asked to speak or something like that, because if I have something prepared and I get there and it's a day or two before I get on stage and there is, you know, a moment in time that is just a wonderful experience that I could share that would help someone to move them or to give them the support that they need or hold them accountability. I'm going to share that experience that happened. Hell yeah. So you know, it's not, yeah, it's not scripted. It's whatever. It's fly I mean, by the seat of your pants from the heart. Well, from the heart. Do you know Steve Sims? You know, you haven't met Blue Fishing. Uh, Steve Sims is, they, they, he's known as like the real, real life Wizard of Oz. He's pulled off some of the most amazing things for his clients. Um, anyway, Steve, Steve Sims, uh, what he told me at, at speaking once, he, he speaks all over the place. He told me something that took, that works for me as a speaker, but he's like, the only thing you have to have down is like the first one to two minutes of your intro. He's like, after that, Marshall, I'm so passionate about what I'm speaking about and like my belief on what it is that it just flows out naturally. And I think that what you're saying is the same thing. And for any of the listeners that are, that are like, do they, you guys want to take that next step? I'm telling you, don't worry about all these prepared speeches, all these things. If you can just nail the intro that you know that you need, which I fill mine with a lot of NLP, but like, if you can nail the intro right in the beginning, the rest of it is, should come from the heart. And it sounds like, Denise, you're the perfect person to help them get heart-centered and be able to express that message. So I can't thank you enough for catching up with me. It's been way too long. Uh, it's so good yes, to see your face thank again. thank you. It's such a pleasure. I hope we'll soon. Absolutely. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? How can they connect with you? Oh, I'm on Facebook and I'm on, I don't do Instagram very much, LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, and I will drop the links, but the biggest place, go to my new website. I just gave it it's a so facelift. Good. Did it's you so see it? Good. I did. It's so good. I'm super excited. Yeah, you should be, girl. You're popping and rocking and rolling. The sky's the limit now. I know. You just go to deniseoster.com and grab my vibe. All right. I love it, you guys. Well, thank you so much for being here. I can't say again how much I appreciate it. And thanks for dealing with the wonkiness in the beginning. But, uh, I look forward to reconnecting with you. Anything I can ever do to support you, you know, girl, I got you, but uh, you oh, don't need much help. You're like you. a freaking well, rocket ship right now. I'll talk Love to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, there you go, guys. Another episode in the books of the Marshall Gillen Show. Again, the only reason I'm doing this show is because I want to prove to you that there's other people out there who used to be scared as shit or used to be going through a lot of problems or used to have a lot of trauma who have now healed, overcome, evolved, and they're literally going from not knowing how they'd ever change their life to living their dream lifestyle, getting to do what they want to do, make money, have freedom, and impact the world. And literally, it's all from the ability to speak and lead. So if you guys want to know more about that, go to toppaidspeaker.com, and I can help you become a better leader, a better communicator, and a better speaker. I love you guys so much, and uh, we'll see you on the next show.